Guys, welcome to episode 40 of Motorsport Republica. 40 episodes. Wow. I didn't know they could get it this far. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know we'd be allowed to go this far. <laughs> it's good to be back in the studio. We have been to a few different places. Yep. We've spoken to some amazing special guests over the last month or two. So we thought we'd just have an episode to recap the news of Formula One, MotoGP, supercars and just go through what we've been doing the last month or two that's right it's been uh it's been good no daniel unfortunately uh this this pod and last pod <laughs> sick. sick yep um don't want him vomiting all over him, so <laughs> let him heal up but it's get uh, well get well soon daniel. yeah that's right um but it's yeah it's been a big few weeks yeah. um shout out to everyone that's come on jacob senna um joel uh, they've been really, really nice people. Yeah, really, really, and so surprising these young kids. I mean, we're, we 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 consider ourselves young young kids, and these 18, 19, 20 year olds that are just so switched on, so switched on. Um, and you can see, like, um, like we've talked about it, but like, just how focused they are, and yeah. how serious they are. And if, if if you're listening to this right now and you haven't heard it, definitely listen to them to the Joel Center and uh, Jacob because, yeah, there are. They're switched on. Yeah. They're very switched on. You can understand why they're in the position they're in. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jacob um, was the insight that he had mm. on motorcycles, the bike, the bike he was going to ride this year. And then Senna, just ultra focused, um, like a almost robotic. Yeah. Uh, really interesting to listen to. And Joel's story as well, his upbringing, where he's come from, um, you know, it really puts in perspective how how much these guys deserve to be there mm. and and how exciting it is for this year for having three young kids in the yeah. in, in the classes. So. And it's so good because we've got to know them a little bit now and it's um it's it makes it even more it, it, you don't need any more reason to watch it but it makes just mm. that gives that extra extra bit of reasons on why we should uh why we should watch it and why we should support them um cuz like if someone takes any of them out I'm going to be fucking launching at the TV. Yeah. But even if you're if you listen to our pod and you're a, a Formula One fan and you're on the brink of, of watching MotoGP, just give it a weekend and watch it. Mm. Watch the classes, watch the kids. And having Aussies in there just adds that little bit of spice to it. Yeah, it definitely does. And they normally have a bit of a character as well. Like mm. Jack Miller's a bit of character. So um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh, fuck, I cannot wait for the season. <laughs> just for everything to come up. Like it's... yeah. It, it hasn't felt like it's been that long. I feel like it's been the shortest break for Formula One or MotoGP, or whatever, ever. Yeah, I feel like it's been good for us because we've been in the scene. In, yeah, we've been in the mix of it. In the we? mix of it, yeah. And I think that's been so exciting for us just to and have a look at the insides and and what they're what they're doing on the off season, the training yeah. they're still doing. It's a nonstop job. Cycling is always the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah, I just love cycling. Standard, but that's what they. All so do. a few things to run through today. We've got. Uh, man, and probably the biggest news in Formula One's in a very long time, Hamilton for Ferrari. Which, how do you feel about that? Actually, oh. no, go 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 on first. I need I need a whole paragraph for you first. <laughs> um, so that's we'll we'll touch on that soon. But and then we also we've got we've got testing in Malaysia for MotoGP, yeah. which is exciting. Acosta looks like he's going to have a a crazy first year. That gas gas fuck it looks good. Some. Some awkward news in the Supercars yeah. Championship. Their reigning champion, Brody Kostecki, sitting out of the first round for still some unknown reason. Yeah, Scotty Pye came up with some interesting stuff. I don't know if you saw that as well. We'll touch on that. Yeah. I um, I still want to, I want to delve in it with you and let's talk mm. about it as well. Um, and then some motocross news as well. It looks like Jet's back on the back on the bandwagon. Yeah, it's just tight championship. It's just good to watch. So yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, it's... Is it out of left field? Like, it's obviously out of left field because there was talks, remember, the start when we first started this podcast. It was one mm. of our first reels. Yeah. Was um, Hamilton Ferrari. <laughs> we should get that question out, mark, Question mark. Because yeah, it was yeah, a bit yeah. of news. Yeah. Um, it's obviously been in the pipeline for a while. Yeah. And kept under wraps, which is... How do you do that? Which is unbelievable. Sport. Yeah. And a multi-year deal. So, I think, and I think we... Um, we shared something on our Instagram the other day. It looks like it's a two-year deal with options for a third. So, yeah, okay. So, which is which is going to take him to almost 43 years old. So, that means... Because Carlos Sainz is gone to Audi, isn't he? That's well, already sorted. Is that already a done thing? No, not a done deal yet. No. Oh, okay. No, no, that's not a done deal yet. But it looks likely. Yeah. Looks likely. And obviously, there's a huge change in the cars 2026. So, 
Hamilton coming into the Sport 25, racing Ferrari for a year, and then having his first year with those new generation cars. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean though? Does that mean okay, Hamilton's done the testing in the, you know, in the simulator, whatever it is, and he's gone. All right, this car's not up for it. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's probably made his decision a long time ago that okay. he wants to finish his career there. Because yeah. I think, as we always talk about it, is the number one seat in in F one. Yeah. To to say you've been a Ferrari driver is the pinnacle. The pinnacle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we speak about this. You guys spoke about this at work the other day. Is would you rather be a Red Bull driver, Ferrari driver? Yeah. It's like would you rather be a Repsol Honda or a yeah. Ducati rider? Yeah. It's a similar situation. Yeah, yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. I, him going into that Italian outfit with those, um, you know, passionate Italians. <laughs> Hot-headed. With this Englishman coming in. And we, we can say he's got all the right to be an arrogant person because yeah. of how good he is. But it's going to be an interesting concept. I, I personally don't see it working uh, unless the car is ultra quick. And his, his relationship with, with Leclerc is going to be... Really interesting to watch. Yeah, that'll be cool. The other thing is you've got to remember, he's racing this whole year, already signed up to a new team. Mm. What is he going to bring from Mercedes to Ferrari and, and when he goes there? Yeah, well, that's it. They're like, going to be withholding information from right. him all year. That's a whole year. Like, yeah. But then you look at, you know, what uh, constructor standings are, mm. like how much that means for money money value. 100%. Yeah. Um, are they really going to hemorrhage... Uh, are they really going to hemorrhage Lewis Hamilton because there is massive changes coming? Like, how much can he then bring onto those new changes in 2026? Yeah. Um, that's the big thing. And, yeah, if 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 he does, just say he goes on and dethrones Max. in I Because I, I still think this year it's Max's title. He's already won it. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I still think it's a fight for second place until we get to 2026. Mm. Um. But if Hamilton goes out and wins twenty twenty six, does that change your like? It, what's that leave in his legacy? Oh, it's yeah. Because it, bringing Ferrari back to the to the glory. It's what Michael Schumacher did. Yeah. Uh, but it took a lot. It took a long time for Schumacher. People don't realize it, it took did. him four or five years yeah. to get that in that winning position. And they almost booted him as well. They did. They did. Um, yeah. I mean, it would change his whole legacy. It would mm. change everything if he retired now. Um, compared to him winning a championship Ferrari, he would be considered the best in the sport ever. Mm. From we still have that argument of well, he was in the best car for this many years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So, and to beat Leclerc in that Ferrari, Leclerc in that Ferrari yeah. as well. Um, we know how talented he is over, especially over one lap. I was having this argument with our friend of the uh, podcast, Mark Dandy Bandana Man, and he thinks Max and Leclerc are, the, are both similar speeds, but. My argument is Max over a 50-lap race is better than everyone on the grid. Yeah. One lap, yep. Hamilton's there, thereabouts. Leclerc's there or thereabouts. But Max over race distance, unbelievable. He is. And he's proved that last year. I think Vegas proved that against yeah. Charles. Against um, Perez in the same car. Yeah, with, true. With a, with a, with a non-broken front wing. You've got to remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that was the one round where I was like, oh, it, might, it doesn't even look like he might... Uh, Mm. He might even win, and then he still comes back and and takes over. Yeah, there's a lot more to play out in this contract scenario with Ferrari as well. Uh, and we shared this on our page a few weeks ago that I think what Lewis wants to do with his legacy is this Mission 44 charity um, that he's brought into the mix lately. So that's something where Ferrari seem like they can develop it for him. So there's obviously there's a contract agreement. What's Mission 44? Sorry. Oh, it's 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 his. It's his charity organization. Oh, okay. So his legacy, put it oh, that way. Okay, so right. this is the thing. He's getting young girls into sport. He's getting young, un, um, you know, misfortune kids yeah. um, into the sport, right? Where it usually was sort of that rich. Um, yeah, for sure. Which is a good thing, I must admit. Like it's... Yeah. How many... How many how much talent has, has been wasted because they can't afford to get into the sport? Yeah. So I think there was another... And there's another... Thing with this with this contract, I don't know all the ins and outs. Obviously, no one does yet, but there would have had to be probably some sort of investment from Ferrari into that. Yeah, and I think that's probably what got him over the line as well. Yeah. So there's lots there's lots to delve into that. The other interesting thing I saw an interview with his brother, um, Lewis Hamilton's brother, yeah. and he told him a few days before the news came out, and he was very secret because make sure you're by yourself, make sure there's no one hearing because he just wanted to get this under wraps. So, mm. so it's interesting. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, it's massive. It's so um, you never see a contract being signed like a year out. Either. I've never seen it happen ever. Yeah, not 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 in that sport. 
Not in like that high level motorsport. No, anyway. he's got to race a whole year for a team that he's just... Like mid-season, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, that's standard. I don't even remember like a start of the season change. Nah. Uh, there are rumors that he's going to be in that Ferrari sooner rather than later, but don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's... um. Well, who, who who's going to replace him, you reckon? At Mercedes. Yeah. That's the that's a great question. Albon? There's talks of Albon. There's talks of Albon. He was he was really good last year. He was really good, but that that year or two that he did at Red Bull when he got obliterated by yeah. Max is just going to hurt him forever. Yeah. Um so that's the only only asterisk on, asterisk on his name. Mm. Obviously he's got the talent, but it's the pressure of being in that top team. When he races Williams, it's it's you know, it's there's no pressure. Is yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I guess Perez was, you know, McLaren for a bit, went back mm. down, what, to Force India, then went back to Red Bull at the same time, maybe a few other teams in between. But, yeah. Um, so it has happened. Yeah. Elbon, yeah. Um, anyone else, you reckon? Uh, I mean, there's talk of Mick Schumacher, but yeah, I just I don't see a, a young... I know he's got the name, but the young kid to be out of the sport for two years coming into that Mercedes. Top team, yeah. Yeah, like it's a... It's a it's a big risk, mm. big risk. I mean, marketing dream, and yeah. I think Mercedes are going to need every help they can get with their marketing yeah. over the next losing Hamilton. Um, like that was that was their that was their boy for yeah. years for ten years. So, um, who knows? I mean, there's Schwartzman from um, Formula Two who's a gun but just can't get a chance. Mm. Um, you've got the likes of Piastri um, and uh, Norris signing deals with McLaren, so. Mm. But what does a deal mean anymore? Hamilton had a deal for 25 with Mercedes. So doesn't mean shit. Anyway. Doesn't mean shit. So there's money that's in this sport now. There's buyout contracts, yep. redo contracts. I mean, Norris would be my pick, but he's just signed an extension. So I just don't see him leaving though, do you? He's just, he looks like he just bleeds that orange. Or, mm. You know. Um, I just don't think those two, those two can't be in the same team. I just think they're too similar. Mm. Both young guns who are probably... Was top five, top six fastest on the grid at the moment. So. Yeah, and you can't just rely on George Russell because I don't think he's just a he's not a big marketing dream, and I don't know how far. But then you look at but you, then you look at George Russell, how well he went in the Williams as well. Yeah. You compare that to Albon. Yeah, yeah. So it's very similar. And has Russell Russell, I would say, probably just outperformed outperformed Hamilton last year, mm. but still doesn't have that X X X factor no. that these guys have, like the Piastri's, I would say. Yeah. Like the Verstappen, obviously, and your yeah. Hamiltons and your Norris's and, and your Leclerc's. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm people might be hate me for this. I'm not a huge rap for Carlos Sainz. I don't think he is as good as everyone says he is, mm. personally. Um, him going to Audi, then building the team around him is probably his the smartest decision he's going to make. If he yeah. just stayed at Ferrari, he's just going to be the second driver. Yeah. Um, I don't even think that was his decision to leave anyway, but we'll, we'll it'll soon find out. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you've got the, you know, you've got Pierre Gasly who probably outperformed that car in 2022 and then had a poor 23. So there's, there's so many drivers out there that just need a breakout season and they might get a chance at Mercedes seat. Yeah. I think they'll wait and wait and wait until they will. late in the season to pick. Yeah. They're going to wait till someone really proves themselves. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, it's, there's talks of a few um, tech Tech's going to Ferrari following Hamilton as well. So yeah. Bono, uh, Bono, who's his crew chief, yeah. there's talks of him following. You two lead singer. <laughs> yeah, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moonlights in the Formula yeah. One. <laughs> um, yeah, Bono. Uh, Bono. Um, so there's talks of him following as well. So we'll. Um, that's another another thing you got to look at. Like, is this yeah. Mercedes's time? Is it finished? You know, is it a mid-level team now? We. We don't know. So. Surely not. Surely not. I doubt it. They yeah. got too much money behind them as well. But yeah, yeah. Fuck. There you go. It's um. It's all changing in the F one world. I guess. Yeah. It's um. This has made it as another aspect to this year because this year was a bit of a transfer year. <clears throat> um. Because obviously they Correct. they've got 2024, 2025. There's no real big rule changes. Yeah. Um. So this kind of thing is probably really really good for the sport. Did I hear correctly that they might not be doing drafts to survive for uh, this year? No, nah, it was sort of a marketing ploy when um, Gunter Steiner got the sack. Yeah. Because he's obviously the head of... Yeah. Um, well, he's the main star. Yeah, He is. So that's another thing we haven't spoken about, yeah. Gunter Steiner. Uh, that's an interesting one. It looked like that he 
was asking to spend more money and we just they just couldn't do it. So um which was interesting. They um the what he did with that team with a with the budget that he had is amazing. Mm. It really is amazing. He's been around for years and years and years. He used years. to be a crew chief at, at Red Bull. Yeah. Back in the day. So he's he's gone from you know driving cars to obviously managing teams and stuff. So yeah. and he's I mean he's a joker, but from all reports he's a very good operator. It would have to be. There'd be that top flight where there's that much money mm. on the line. Mm. Man, you'd have to be. Yeah, 100%. Why do you get the flip? Oh, I think it was the money situation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, again, I don't know the do's and the don'ts. He'll, um, he'll probably write another book or something that we can read and find more out. But you reckon he'll get picked up by someone else? I don't know. I don't know. He's too big of a personality just to fit in, though. Yeah. I think he's either got to run a team or <laughs> yeah, do nothing. Yeah. Like he can't just be a, in the a, background. A, just a clown for a team. He can't. Just like, throwing spanners around. Yeah. And it's like, do you take two steps back to do a job? You know, it's, mm. it's always hard in that F1 paddock. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think there's the longest serving uh, team principals, Christian Horner by a long stretch. Yeah. And then you've got, I believe, yeah, the, you should see the graph. It's like Christian Horner's been there for 14, 15 years mm. and then the next person's like three years yeah. and then everyone's first year. Like it's amazing the turnover. Yeah, that's full on. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The next two years are real transition periods of Formula One, but I th- think it's going to be really good racing and I'm excited for it. My pre-season <laughs> prediction of Mercedes going really well, uh, maybe re- <laughs> Falling uh, flat? Falling flat on its ass. So <laughs> Because your interesting point you made and it's probably circling my mind as you said it is has he gone and tested this car yeah. and gone oh fuck it's nothing nothing amazing yeah I, so, well, that's what I think that's logically that's how yeah, I would yeah. Think. he's like well okay do I have a massive contract I can do a Ferrari do I gamble on that yeah I'm at the end of my career yeah yeah why it's, wouldn't you it's a really interesting one. I mean it's I, yeah it's a team you want to be on everyone knows that yeah it's just crazy that I've been such a big Ferrari fan and such a <laughs> such a nemesis of Hamilton. Oh, well, <laughs> Hamilton's such a nemesis. Yeah. And it's then it was just bound to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. You you hated you you didn't like Sebastian Vettel all those years at the Ferrari and you're still yeah. still a Ferrari fan, but Yeah, I know, but it's just interesting that Hamilton's that extra like I'm 2021 every day was the best night of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cried, didn't you? <laughs> you did your you dad. He cried yeah. and hugged. Two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Drove home, toot, toot the horn. <laughs> Waking up everyone through fucking yeah. Melbourne. Yes, that was amazing. And after having two years of shit lockdowns in, in Australia, it was uh, it was just a joyful moment. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, it couldn't have been scripted any better. No, nah, it couldn't have been. And for the sport as well with its popularity yeah. building. I mean, it couldn't have happened in a bit of time. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, with Max though, like he's just, surely he's just going to dominate again. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I mean, there's talk that this McLaren's a good car and the Ferrari's a good car and Mercedes is a good car. But the thing is, as Danby said, Danby, um, <laughs> as he said, they're just going to be taking points off each other. Yeah, that's all right. So you have to win probably 10 races of the year to win the championship being a 23 race season. So I think this year... For Verstappen, is going to be uh, more of the same as last year. I can't see it changing. Mm. I can see McLaren improving and getting closer, mm. to be honest, but I can't see it changing until next, was it next year when the rule changes are? Is it next yeah. year? No, it's 2026. 2026. Yeah. Two more years. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see anything changing. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm mm. excited. There's some news coming, rumors building for next year that Australia is going to be back to the first race of the season. Oh, okay. So that's sweet. Seeing Hamilton on a Ferrari for the first time. Yeah, nice. That's going to be really interesting. We might be able to get a ticket next year because <laughs> we could this year, too busy. Yeah, no grandstand tickets this year. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's an interesting one. And they've tried to do it the last few years. And I think the popular popularity, I mean, 450,000 people come to that race. It's one of the most popular races though. Yeah, second most attended, I think, That's after at Austin. And we just couldn't fit any more people in. That's the thing. Yeah. You get you get millions and millions and millions more. or Sorry, a million probably if you could have fit more people in. So. Well, we're going to um, Fab's penthouse. Daniel's oh, yeah, cousin. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got the private debt, the penthouse, the the room at Chin Chin. So yeah. we'll be tagging along like little... Little uh, roadies. Yeah, like little lost puppies, I reckon. <laughs> I can't, I'm looking forward to Albert Park. It's yeah. It's a good event. It is always good. And they do such a good job. And we speak about 
that event versus Phil Bolland's MotoGP got, yeah. you know, got help the, um, you know, the extra activities they have <laughs> at the track. I mean, they've got the Heineken stand at Formula One. It's a beautiful big stand. <laughs> and then the GP gets the Miguel bloody paella. Ah, you, yeah. And you get the, you get the Cajun fucking fries, Cajun stand. Cajun, the Cajun wrap. Yeah. The Cajun wrap. <laughs> it's pretty good. With the, with the rain blowing in sideways, everyone depressed. That's all right. <laughs> we're going to be a couple of weeks in Superbikes coming up oh soon as well. Oh my God, Superbikes. So we're going to be down there. So whoever's listening, come see us. Yeah. We're going to be at the pub every night. Um, but we've all, we're going to be busy. We're going to be fucking we busy. Have that much, we have that much content yeah. coming out that weekend. We are going to be inundated. We're going to have some great special guests on. We're super yeah. excited. Like, And we really appreciate, obviously people giving them giving us their time yeah. um we are gonna be busy boys but it's very excited yeah very excited but we are gonna be flat out so yeah. hopefully we should have all of those guests they should all come to fruition just yes. to booked them all in but uh if, if if it all happens which i'm sure it will it's gonna be um yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be busy and there'll mm. be some great content and great listens as well so it's gonna be good. Yeah, I haven't been to Superbikes in a few years, so yeah, we did. We missed out last year, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And there's obviously a lot of changes in that category as yeah. well with different riders yeah. and you know Johnny Ray top rack. So that's gonna be exciting to see. And Wait, the first round of the season, first round of the season, normally good weather and uh, Bautista on the Ducati with the extra weight. Mm, already complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Already excuses starting. Yeah, I know. I got a prediction that it's going to be super hot that weekend, I reckon. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah, like 40 degrees. Ooh. Super, super hot. Maybe not 40 at Phillip Island because I don't think it's physically possible with nah. the ocean breeze, but nah, maybe nah. 40 in Melbourne. I just yeah. got a feeling. Because it's just like 26 in Phillip Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's jump to MotoGP. Uh, talk to us about some testing because I'm... I'm super excited about it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's this Sepang test, is, it's on now. Um, or they, when we're recording this, the Sepang shakedown test has just finished. So, to, in two days, so I think it's Wednesday, Australia time, is when the Sepang official test starts. Yep. When all the riders are out. But this is cool this, this year because of all the concessions. So, Yamaha was out in a shakedown test, Honda was out. Um, you have like uh, Pedro Costa out in the KDM because he's a rookie. Gotcha. Um, so obviously, for the listeners at home, just talk that talk us through that. So Ducati weren't allowed to participate in the shakedown. Yeah, uh, Ducati were with Piro, so test riders still are. Okay. Um, but like because of the concessions for Honda and Yamaha, they can uh they can have they can have their proper factory riders out there because they need more time to test, you know, aero yeah. and to catch up to Ducati or Aprilia or KDM. Mm. Pedro Costa is allowed to be out there because he's a rookie. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Then you got Danny yep. Pedrosa out there as well. Like what a good test rider for fucking KDM that is. So Marquez allowed out on the Ducati? No. Nah, nah. Interesting. No. Nah. Interesting. That hurts. That hurts him. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he does get three days on that on the 2023 now. Grassini, so that's going to be really interesting. Like Valencia, obviously, he was on the 2022 then. Yeah. Um, so this will be first on a 2023 bike. So, gotcha. um, Marini came out and said, um, he's really happy with the direction of Honda. Mm, um, interesting. So they've listened to him through the off season after the Valencia test. Johan Zarco said the same thing. Nakagami said the same thing. So okay, um, that's man. man if, if Honda come out and have an okay year, I mean, that's what they need. It's, it's, it's going to okay be great year. for the sport. But I mean, it'd be yeah. great for the sport. They just need to be finishing consistently in the top ten and not getting fucking launching riders to the moon for no reason as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, he did say though, uh, Luca Marini is. Um, he said it's it's still what was it? It's still lacking rear grip. The Honda, yeah, and so that's been its problem for yeah, years. That's yeah, that's what they need. That's what they need to fix. So, mm. um, Zarco again said he's happy with what they've brought. Um, he thought it was going to be a lot worse. Um, he was pleasantly surprised, basically, is what he said. Um, and he, they reckon they've gained about seven tenths. Mm. That's pretty um, huge. So that's that's, that's massive. So they are they are on their way, which is really really good. Um, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how that compares to. The real test. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, um, it's going to be really interesting. There was some looking at some um, results today and not, not more like facts and things that looked like KDM's bike had a lot more aero on it. Yeah. They're testing out heaps of aero of Danny. So 
Um, like they had a little front wing spoiler thing mm. on the front guard, um, which looks terrible, but it's just it's just the way way it is. Like yeah. everyone's different. All the Hondas, a Honda looks like a completely different bike. Yeah. Um, what about this? The Yamaha? Um, they launched their bike today. Yeah, like just any difference? We, fuck. Check out our <laughs> check out our Instagram reel. It's funny, but um, it looks exactly the same still. It's, a, it's even the paint job the same. Uh, it's a joke. So they're fucked for this year. Poor Fabio. Like, there's, like at least like Honda's thrown four different mm. bikes at it. We keep saying it. What is it? Just complacency, or is it just arrogance, or like what is it? Like I think it's just lack of development. But they've got of, the money. Like they've got the budget, surely. Traditionally, Honda's always just been heaps more gung ho at it. Yeah, I'm a just conservative. Conservative, mm. but it's just not working in this aerodynamic world now. It's not working. So, um, yeah, it's fucked, man. What it's do we think man. about? I heard rumors that they the the riders don't want all these devices. They don't want the whole shot devices. They don't want aero and MotoGP are insisting on this for to be that technologically advanced mm. option. So going away from like the super bikes is that more stock standard mm. bike, MotoGP being like a you know F eighteen fighter jet. Yeah, yeah. What do we? What do you think about that? Like, is it is it somewhere you need to sh- to to show technology? Obviously, MotoGP is that brand of it's uh, yeah, it's a fine line. It is because it's, it's their prototypes. So I get I get that they you know want to develop their super bikes and whatever their production bikes, but I think when it starts to uh, intercept race racing when it's starting to mm. slow down racing, where it's not making Grand Prix as watchable is mm. when they need to, they need to pull their finger out. Like electronics, yeah, it's not that great, but, you know, they had electronics when Marc Marquez or Rossi mm. or Stoner was racing and it was still pretty good racing, especially with the Marquez Dobby days. Mm. It's just the aero. I reckon they just need to cut down on the aero. I think that's the biggest thing. They can cut down yeah. on the aero then, because that's what's just stopping all the passing. Yeah, I mean, talking to a couple of people that we know, it's sort of there. There's some concern out there looking into the next couple of years mm. um, with all these devices and yeah, um, and especially the aero. Well, you look back into um, you remember this 2012, 2013. The remember there was only like 12 bikes, 15 bikes on the grid because it was getting so expensive. Yeah, because they're all having their um, own ECUs. Yeah, Honda would have their ECU, Yamaha would whatever. And then uh, Dorna said, all right, we're going to go to a controlled ECU with Magneti Morelli. Which is probably one of the best things they've done. Best things they've done because yeah. that sport was dying at that stage. Yeah. And then Was it, that the CRT? And then it brought the CRTs in yeah. and then just to fill up the grid. Yep. Shout out to the pod favorite Brian Starring for racing that category. And David Cullen. And Damo Cullen. Um, but, it, uh, but that Mag- Magneti Morelli, I think it was the first year was with Mark Marquez. Um, well, Mark Marquez's first year, 2013. But that's what it brought the sport back to being close again. I think they mm. need to do something along those lines of the mm. aero. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they, have, allow, allow two winglets each side of the bike. Yeah, something, or just control it somehow. Like, there's got to be something. manufacturers last year were putting wings on the back of the bike yeah. just so they'd disturb the air for the yeah, bike. Sorry, right. that's just ridiculous. Or they would have, they would set up, um, like, qualifying. Honda would have qualifying winglets. So, yeah. they would set it up just for qualifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I love the winglets when it first coming, but now no. it makes a box look like the Ducati is I think super ugly. Hate it. Looks gross. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the winglets have to stay now because they're on full production bikes. But the front wings, the rear wings, the side fairings, like it's too much. It's like, too much. They need to do something. Yeah, they need, they need to control it. They need to just yeah control it a bit more. I don't think anyone out there goes, oh my god, yes. Like they're a good looking bike, but they looked amazing back t- five, ten years ago. Five years ago, yeah. it was Suzuki's. Yeah, they Beautiful were amazing bike. looking bike. Yeah. yeah. So all the winglets now just make it look like trash. It's just not what a motorcycle should look like. No. No, they look like like miniature cars now. Like they they're just so look wide. Like a Formula One car yeah. with two wheels. Yeah. It's too much. Mm. Um so yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I don't like it. No I don't one think everyone's it. got the same opinion. I just I don't think I've ever seen a comment on Instagram with her. Oh my god, I love the wings and I love the front yeah. wings and I love this and I love that. How good's a whole shot device? Like, yeah. if they just just take away the whole shot device, and everyone would it'd be the same. The, yeah, it'd Maverick Pinellas is still fucking fucking starts. <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's actually probably helped you. Uh, it probably helps you without it because it's just I don't know. He's fucking hopeless at the starts and fill that full tank. But um, fuck. So yeah, it's 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 the uh, um, it's funny. 
Um, so first race of the season, Qatar. Yeah, um, Argentina's been cancelled. Yes, yes. So the new fucking president, Go- government, whatever, yeah, government. I know they were cutting down heaps of costs or yeah. something like that. So that sucks. I like when they go to the South American rounds. Yeah, a I good mean, track, underrated track. That great Argentina track. track. I, tr- I think don't think it's a massive loss for us personally because it is on. It's on in the middle of the night. Yeah, but still, yeah. it's always good race. It's always good racing. Well, do you remember that incident with with Marquez and Rossi? Yeah, it punted him fairly yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I um, that was actually happened. That happened two years before the or after the. The incident at Sepang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a couple of years after. A couple of years after. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, that was an interesting one. He was riding way too aggressive, even though I could admit that. I was fucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah. And that's probably where he's got his, obviously, not everyone thinks he's the best and best ever like you, but um, he's uh, definitely got his, his positive traits and his negative traits. So, talking about best ever, best ever, I wrote this down. Yeah. This is a bit of a fun question. Is it another poll? No, nah, it's no poems. No. Might bring that back one day. I'll get ChatGPT to write me out one. Um, Mount Rushmore of MotoGP. You've got four riders. Best to ever do it in whatever way you think. What's your Mount Rushmore of MotoGP riders? Oh, okay. Rossi, number one. Now, I always consider when I say best of, I think, what do they bring to the sport? Okay. Okay. So, um, Rossi has to be number one. Yeah. Now, I'm a person who didn't grow up with watching MotoGP in the 90s yeah. and early 2000s like you did. So I can't talk about the um, the Crivier's, the yeah. I mean, not, we're not going to say Biagis in that in yeah. that scenario, but you're going to say as an Aussie perspective, you're going to say Mick Doohan, you're going to say Casey Stoner, you're going to say Rossi. So that's three. And you're going to say Marquez. Okay. That's cool. Two Aussies in there. Mm. Rossi... Marquez, Stoner, Doan. What about you? Uh, yeah, Rossi, uh, Rossi, Marquez. Um, I only go Kenny Roberts Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giacomo Acostini. Yeah. Okay. Going right back. You're going right back. Yeah. For just pure Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I think they're the ones. Uh, uh, Stoner and Doan, like, yeah, close five six, like easily could be on there but I think Agostini of 16 world titles what he did back in the day like it's it's incredible yeah um, and Kenny Roberts Senior I think just changed how to ride a motorcycle dragging the knee um, sliding that bike around as well yeah that's a great insight because that's probably not the younger viewers probably wouldn't know this yeah. and like uh, it's an interesting way of looking at things how they've changed the sport in a positive way yeah. like even look at Gary McCoy yeah I mean how he's he, he rode a motorcycle changed yeah. what everyone thought was the yeah. right way of doing it so not that people ride the bike like that now but it's amazing what tire wears come from That's and right. what people thought to, what happened with the tires so um, yeah he'd helped develop tires yeah he was spinning them up so much it was only the outside getting hot yeah and the carcass was still pretty cool yeah so he could still last the whole race so that was I mean that's pretty cool I mean I think Dewan's five titles as an Aussie is just amazing and the last six months we've been doing this everyone we speak to is like Stoner was the most talented rider I've ever seen man so it's interesting that yes we talk about how he struggled with the media and he's and how he walked away from the sport Mm. but what he did in 07 with that Ducati is just amazing. I remember sitting there, turn 12 with you, and I said, James, what's going on? How is he leading the race? And his teammate is fucking 20 seconds behind the back of the pack. Like, fuck. how does it work? I know, fuck. Because looking at, like, being a Formula One fan coming from the Formula One side of things, like, the teammates were, like, two cents apart if yeah. they were different, you yeah. know? So it's amazing how he rode that motorcycle. And an unrideable motorcycle, obviously, because yeah. no one else could do it for. But imagine him years. on a Repsol Honda with. Marquez. Marquez last just call it last year on that bike. Like yeah. to ring imagine those two ring the absolute neck out of the, that bike to get it up there. Oh yeah. Imagine twenty thirteen when they were both at the peak of their powers almost. Yeah. But it's funny how things work because Dewan could have been racing with Valentino Rossi as teammates when they when he mm. came in. But then he retired this that year early yeah, yeah, and yeah. we couldn't see that. And then it was It's just a I mean, Rossi in all due respect to him, probably should have retired a few years earlier than he did, but um, he probably went on a few too many years. But mm. it just seems to be always a changing the garden mode at GP. Yeah, it, was, it, it does. It does. And I think, you know, if if Peko wins this year, 
then it's then it is really changing in the guard because I don't think there's any mm. more because he's a three time champion in a row. Like yeah, that he's the man. Yeah, he is. Um God, it's amazing. And we'll probably look back at it and appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, I think it to a level of like we think mm, I'm always always gonna say Martin not he deserved the title more last year because it was all the sprint races that mm. he got his points yeah, in. Yeah, I but, think Petco still deserved it. But um it's just I just felt like he rode the bike better and more aggressive and 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 was better to watch last year. But do, do you know what it is? Is what doesn't help Pecco and what people's like thoughts are of him is aero. Yeah, it's like oh, he just gets out in front and no one can pass. Where like mm. if it's Rossi or Marquez or Dovi or whoever Stoner, yeah, like, there's no yeah. you could pass again. Um, but yeah, definitely Mount Rushmore with with Roberts and Agostini is is. Rossi just because of what he brought to the sport. He put yeah. the sport, you know, on the map. On the map, man. Yeah, the, the, in, a, in a big way. The, 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 the amount of viewership because of him would be doubled because he was around. And so. he almost bought... He, he bought a lot of personality just to sport in general. Yeah, into motorsport. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think Senna had quite a bit of personality. He used to say, obviously, some famous quotes. Mm. Um, I don't think Michael Schumacher was still a bit of a robot. In a way, yeah, hundred percent. He Michael Schumacher doesn't have those diehard fans. Like he has fans, yeah, but the diehard fans that Senna had and the diehard fans that Rossi had, yeah, are completely different. Completely different. Like you have to be a massive fan, yeah, for Diego Maradona to go all the way from Argentina to San Marino, yeah, um, to to kiss Rossi on the hand after he wins a race, yeah, like. You know, you got to you got transcend sport. You know, he's one of the yeah. biggest sportsmen in the in the world. Yeah, you know, would have been on the fucking bags hard, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're sweating up a storm. <laughs> but like that, you have to be yeah. just a megastar. Hundred percent. And he was in the top, I think six in one year, one or two years. Only oh six oh seven, was in the top five or six highest paid sportsmen mm. in the world mm. over, you know, tennis players, boxers, soccer players, whatever it is. So And such a recognizable face. And the number. Like yeah. he he was one of the first, if not the first, to um market his number. Yeah. Uh, probably the first. Who else who else marketed their number I before him? I can't think because of- Formula One, you had to run if you won a title was one. Bro, it was one to twenty. Yeah, it was one to twenty. Yeah. It was just one, and Barrichello was always two. two. And then two, th- it was and three third and four. four was the second. So you couldn't market your number. No. He was the first one to do it. Well, F one only started that in 2014, 15, I think. Yeah, that's right. So you could pick your own number. So, um, yeah, it's true. I mean, a lot of people don't realize like um, Schumacher ran five for a couple of years. Yeah. Senna had it in eight. Yeah, like people don't realize that. Yeah. So. Um, so that's, that's the funny thing. He said he did, he did transcend the sport so much in that. And he just ran that big fluorescent yellow, which he, I and think the he doctor took, as well. Like yeah, that whole persona. The, of, that's yeah. right. Um, he changed, he changed everything. Like now everyone has a nickname. Yeah. Martinator. Yeah. Go free. Fucking shit else. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, Mavericks, um, Mighty Mav. Yeah. Or, um, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah. Quadrara, El Diablo. But yeah. Uh, I don't like that one either. Oh, uh, shit. That was shit ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, that's what it's all about is, um, is marketing yourself and only the best get away with the stuff that Ross, you have to prove it on the track. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't, like. You can't be intense. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't the be The Martinate is cool. I like that. Martin Aiders, yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's PG. Yeah, there's no real, like, crazy good ones. Maybe a costume I can't with something. He's a shark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. mind that. That's cool. The shark. But, like, you know, the doctor, I guess, is just, yeah, that's fucking. But it's so out there. It's so out there. Yeah. And, and it's because he's just a very important person. The doctor is very important. Yeah, yeah. And, cal- and he's a calculated sort yeah. of. I don't know where, where, how he got started it and how it came from. Like, his, I think it was his dad. So on the 500s, when he was in, like, so talk when he was in 250s and stuff, yeah. was he called the doctor then? Yeah, or? he had the doctor then. Did he really? Because he only had a celebration and they, like, put a white coat and stuff on him and, like, the stethoscope oh, and that's stuff insane. like that. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that, that he, as through his whole career, he was yeah, like that. I so. I'm, I'm assuming, maybe. Maybe the one two fives, but definitely two fifties. This is where we need Daniel. He'll know more. True. Yeah. yeah. Get off your deathbed, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Marquez obviously because of just just pure talent. I reckon. When's the first race of the season? And was it first week of March? Or I think it... so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh god, so excited! It's gonna be so good. I know. And then they had the uh, I think Barcelona test when they're all on Panigales and Hondas. They didn't release Marquez's times, mm. um, but he was. I got a hold of his times. Forty-two six or something. Forty-two seven. Forty-two seven. Yeah, he's yeah. sort of mid pack. Uh, he's quicker than Banyai and all those boys in the V four. Mm. Um. So anyway, it's interesting. And talking about times, Pedro Costa doing a one fifty eight one. Yeah. Lap records one fifty seven five. So there's only six tenths off it on a test. Mm. How do they do that? <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> I think he. He's uh, the he's the next alien man. Man, he's. That like that, that KDM or that KDM that gas gas already looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. Agree. It looks really good. Um, though he's already doing those times says so much. Like he's just he's still getting used to the bike. Oh, it, it just they're freaks. Man, he's and, he's a freak. And like, there's no other like you need to have that X factor, and there's only a handful of riders that have it. So yeah, he's definitely one. Yeah, he is. He is. Um. What's your prediction? What's your prediction with Acosta? And what's your prediction with more interesting one, Zarco, this year? Oh, I don't see Zarco. I don't see Zarco doing anything outrageous. Um, I don't see him consistently finishing in top fives or anything like that. Mm. I don't even see him top ten. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I. It's not something that's crossed my mind. I think. I think he's been on a good bike in the last five years. He's won one race. We saw it live. Yeah. Um, yes, he's he's there or thereabouts, but I don't know if he has that extra X factor as we just touched on. Um, Acosta's improving every more and more in every day. Like, I think he's on for a few podiums this year. A few podiums, yeah. Jim. Yeah, I think he's on. You for reckon a few he's going to get yeah. a few podiums? Yeah. Are we talking sprint race podiums? Or are we talking real race podiums? No, I'm thinking real race podiums. I wouldn't be surprised at sprint race, but it's hard to know with him. He hasn't done it. Wow. Um, but I think Grand Prix, I think he's on for a few podiums. I think he's got that X factor. That's huge, man. Yeah. That, yeah. But that's amazing. Like, think about that. Yeah. Like, the kid's going to jump on a MotoGP bike and get a podium. That is going to be crazy. I don't see him getting a podium, but top four, top fives. They're, those bikes are fucking, those KDMs, we'll gas gases. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very good. Got to yeah. think about tire wear, but that's the other big thing with MotoGP. Tire wear, you have to learn that. And it's mm. very, very hard. You can be quick on one lap, but to, mm. to, to do it over 25 laps, different story. It is, but he was very good at that at, at Moto2 as well, mm. where that's where they learn it. He was. He's a, he is a bit of a calculated guy. Like very he won the championship. Yeah. He sat back. He didn't go too aggressive after that. Like, it was a real mature ride. Yeah. He sat behind um, your boy, Furman Aldegare. Yeah. Let him win those races. I, he probably could have attacked. Maybe. Um, but why get injured when you're going to be testing him at a GP yeah, bike? Yeah, it's very weeks. smart. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, I agree wouldn't have um, <laughs> wouldn't have been that smart. I agree would have been a 19 still fucking throwing it <laughs> yeah, down true, the road. True. What am I saying? <laughs> but like, it's always, uh, to be so, it's like, their heart rate slows down in pressure situations. That's the difference. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's just these guys like... Yeah, how do they think through it? Yeah, it's in just In such crazy. a chaotic moment. It's just been bred into them. Or they've been doing it for so yeah. many years, so many repetitions, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's going back to our interviews with the young, three young boys, um, you know, Senna, Jacob and... and um, Joel. And Joel. It's, yeah, these guys, they're 19-year-old kids, but they've been riding bikes for... Forever. Forever, five, ten years. I mean, Senna got his first bike when he's I think you said he was three years old yeah. or something. So um funny, like Senna leaving, we had the podcast finished and he had this little monkey bike mm. that he was on and just fucking turned around on one leg, swung it, did a three sixty, <laughs> just zoomed off like these bike control. Like it's just those small things you notice. Yeah. It's just crazy. So I'm like, you know, with the Toyota trying to like <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. Luke and Luke will like that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just these, yeah, it was, um, interesting to see. And there's so much, obviously like there, there's so much repetition to those guys, but there's natural, there's still natural talent there yeah. as well. I think, I still think they're bred differently to other people. Oh yeah, they are. And they've got loose screws. Like yeah. you have to like yeah. to, to fly down and 300 Ks an hour going into turn one at Phillip Bion, like if, yeah, until you do it, you wouldn't know how hard it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, and we're talking to our mates who do you know, track days and stuff. Like they, most of the public are lifting halfway through the straight because you're getting too far. You're going too fast. Yeah. These guys are shifting down a gear and getting, yeah. leaning into the corner. Not even like, breaking in a turn. It's one. just crazy, you know? So, um, yeah, as we can, as you can tell, we're very excited. For oh, fuck, can't wait. Um, and we're so in it now. Like 
to to be in I'm I'm gonna say we're in the industry that yeah you know to be in it and to know what's happening behind the scenes it's so much more exciting to watch yeah yeah it is getting um, you just need to watch it and experience the stories like the yeah. stories the 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 battles the personalities and that's where we've seen Drive to Survive being so successful because people understand oh my god these guys are crazy they're yeah. so they're so good so they are crazy and they are so good mm. just yeah I don't know how they do it and it's the competition to even get there. It's oh yeah, so and to fierce. stay there, yeah. to stay there, you might get the ride. Like you look at the Darren Binders of the world, you get your dream ride in MotoGP, and boom, now you're back to Moto Two. Um, you kind of have sometimes. I reckon you just have to be right place, right time. Tito Rabat winning a Moto Two championship, yeah. doing absolutely nothing, nothing. in MotoGP, yeah. like or Quattararo getting onto a good bike. Yeah, at the right time. At the right time, you know. So it's it's super interesting that and and yeah, motorsports just year by year. We spoke to Joel about this as well, like. He might, he might have a great year, might change his whole life, his whole career. So mm. it's very true. It's a very good point. Um, one, probably one of the last things to talk about with MotoGP though is um, VR46. So last year on their contract, um, Yamaha unveiled a bike that looks to be exactly the same. <laughs> Again, check out our Instagram for our reel. <laughs> it's like being in a fucking abusive relationship with them, seriously. <laughs> Is he going to hit me again? Yeah, he's going to hit me again. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I just fell down the stairs. <laughs> um, That's how Quattararo feels right now. <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, so, Yucho's come out and says he wants to sign with Ducati. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he is in talks with Yamaha and KDM. No way. Yeah. So, being with Yamaha is not a foregone conclusion. And if they're stinking this year, then it makes so much sense, obviously, for them to go, but... Why would you want to leave a Ducati or if you got the option to go to a KDM, you would do that. It's mm. just awkward because Rossi is a brand ambassador for Yamaha. So that would mean six bikes each for KDM and Ducati. Which, which is what KDM want. They want six bikes. Mm. You know, so VR46 Husqvarna team, let's just say. God, it's just such a wacky scenario though because you just Rossi's just got no affiliation with KDM at all. Yeah, well, that's right. He's got none with Ducati. Yeah, how many rode for him before? Italian. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Yeah, still. Mm. So anyway, he's come out and said that. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Like, does he? Uh, it it makes so much sense to go to Yamaha. It's good for the sport if he goes to Yamaha. Yeah, the sport needs it. Yeah, having def- four Yamahas on the grid at least. But being Marco Bezzecchi, do you really want to go to Yamaha? Like, he's now getting into the peak of his powers. Like, mm. he is there as mm. the champ, wants to be the champ, I should say. Mm. Um, he's signed with VR46 out of loyalty. Does he really want to be with Yamaha? Probably not. No, who would want to no, be Yamaha? That's right. So, unless they do something this year, it'd have to be pretty mm. drastic. So, anyway, that would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, and, and what, uh, uh, that's that's and he Ucho said he wants to sign with Ducati before the season starts. Before uh, Gata, there's got to be yeah. There's 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 got to be something that he him for him to come out in the press to say that he's mm. putting pressure on somewhere. 100%. I don't know if he's putting putting pressure on Ducati or yeah. Yamaha. He's putting pressure on somewhere. Yeah, so. that's it, that's a really good point. So, yeah. um, I I'm actually leaning that they're not going to sign with Yamaha. I, I I really am. I don't think they're gonna. I don't see it. I don't uh, see it. At the if moment. he shut if he shut up and didn't say anything, mm. you, it, it all road leads to the Yamaha. But yeah. now he's come out and said that. I'm and, and talking to KDM. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's trying to put put pressure on Yamaha to be like sort your shit out. Who knows? Yeah. You think Rossi has enough sway though? 100%. Why would he need to do that? There's something, there's an issue there somewhere. The most marketable person in yeah. motorcycling yeah. history. We've said it before, but he's the man you want VR46. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense for the sport. But you know what? KDM also makes perfect sense. For him to stay on the Ducati would probably be the worst scenario for us. But the yeah. best scenario for probably Be- uh, Bedzeki. But a Bedzeki on a KDM. Oh, like, that'd still be yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd still be good. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, they need, yeah, they need less, less Ducatis. Uh, and I know that's what they want. They want to get rid of one Ducati team which looking to be probably. Yeah, eight's too many bikes. Yeah, eight's too many bikes. Yeah, you need a more even. Yeah. Really, you only want four. Four for each team. Well, four for each team would be a perfect amount, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what you really want. Yeah. Um, or that be, wouldn't be enough bikes. They need another manufacturer, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's where Suzuki came in. Yeah. You know, I heard BMW 
were, were floating around, but mm. I've heard that for a while. Oh, it's just, you come into the GP paddock, you have to have a five-year plan before even thinking about winning a race. Yeah, and that's they, right. It depends if they want to spend the money. And Aprilia did that. Like, it's the same with Suzuki now. They came in, they knew what, what they were going to do, and yeah. now uh, Suzuki won a title, and Aprilia... Yeah. I think I've got the bike now to be capable of doing that, but do, the, do they have the riders? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that's the best bike on the grid. So. Yeah, that's where Cotterara is going to go. Yeah, you have to say. Yeah. Have to say. Yeah. Another reason for why Yamaha needs to sign BR46 because they yeah. need some marketable something to, <laughs> to go into the future. And like, if you, if you said six years ago, oh my God, Factory Yamaha is going to have Alex Rins and Fabio Quattarara on the bike. You go, what a fucking team. Yeah. yeah, What yeah. a fucking team. And then they come out with the same fucking shit box like they have for the past five years. Yeah, it looks the same as Rossi's feet Yamaha. Some <laughs> wings bolted onto it. So I could develop. I've got no engineering skills whatsoever. I can hardly draw a motorcycle and develop a better fucking bike than that. <laughs> Honestly, it's the most frustrating thing ever. <laughs> it is. Do you reckon, the, do you reckon the, the head of Yamaha, Mr. Yamaha, just goes, how do, I, how do I fuck all these fans for one more year? <laughs> no, they're in a board meeting. <laughs> Mr. Yamaha, please, we're going to change the bike. No, change the bike. <laughs> it's staying the same. <laughs> That's what happened. Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistent. That's exactly, it's, it's, it's just a simple conservativeness that they must have. Yeah, yeah. And then you see it. You see it in their road bikes to a certain extent as well. They're pretty a little bit. They're pretty plain Jane, not the, any revolutionary sort of design. The so. other one was yeah back in fifteen, but they haven't really changed it since. Mm. Uh-huh. The M- MT range is pretty cool. Like, yeah, that's it, cool. it is pretty that's like smart. different different that's looking. Smart. Yeah, yeah, but um, but like you know, it took Honda for Mark Marquez to leave to shove a fucking firecracker up there, which is but. stupid. They should have. They should have done this two years ago, three and, years ago. And they've always had the ego as well. That's why Rossi left because they said mm. the Honda was winning because of Honda, not because of Valentino. Next mm. minute. Mm. But yeah, Mr. Yamaha, if you're listening to this, which <laughs> we definitely know you are, you got to stop. you got to stop. you got to <laughs> hire, some Euro- hire some Europeans. Yeah. Daniel yeah. knows a few guys, a couple of cousins, <laughs> make up some bikes. Um, and you got to fucking just overhaul that thing. They have to. They have to. It's a joke. <laughs> um, talk to me, Tom, about V eight. What's going on? Because it's 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 looking. This is, this is this is the worst. This is the worst way to start a season for any motorsport. No, I'm not. I'm not laughing this time. It's really bad. This is really bad. Um, we got ridiculed last time for laughing. This at this. It's, people agreed though. We people agreed. People but, agreed. But there's some lovers of the sport out there, and they need. It looks like they just need a full overhaul. So Brodicus Stecky. Um, Apparently sitting out the first race of the season. So reigning champion, just won the title last yes, year. Yes, reigning champion, just won the title. So obviously some sort of contract um, disagreement with, with obviously Erebus Motorsport, his his team. Um, they've t- come out and told a press release and said, we are replacing him with Todd Hazelwood for just the first round. It is very important that he's still part of the team, but he's sitting out the first round. Now, nobody knows, I'm sure people do, but nobody, the public doesn't know why this is. Which is, I don't think is a good thing. So my opinion, Erebus has released a statement saying Brody's still part of the team as I just touched on. But I think that report is just to bite some time yeah. to work this out. But it's been a while on. now. Well, yeah, it's been a week or two. Two weeks almost. Yeah, so we'll see We'll see what happens. It looks like he's obviously talking to a, a NASCAR team. Um, it's just so hard. I mean, the, the, the race is, the first race is in three weeks ago and they've, They've developed this new 500-kilometer um, Bathurst race for the first race of the season, mm. um, and it was going to be their new thing, and now this is just going to be the talk of the town. So the other big thing to come out of this is Peter Addison, who owns Boost Mobile, yeah, has pulled his sponsorship from Erebus. Oh, okay, you're right. Has pulled his sponsorship from uh, the um, Gold Coast race. Because he's been big into that. Huge. He's put we, heaps of dollars into huge. it. Huge, and he was... He he's sponsored Brody Kostecki since he was a younger bloke. So he's um, and we've seen him at GP. GP I think before. he sponsors Chad Reed for a long time as well. Yeah, so big into motorsport, and for him to come out and I follow him on Facebook to come out and said we've pulled our sponsorship for the Gold Coast Five Hundred or Six Hundred, whatever it is, mm. and we've pulled our sponsorship from Erebus is just a show of they've something's fucking fucked up here. Mm. So interesting things to play out, and yeah, it's just not what. 
not it's what, what the need. sport needs. So do you reckon, because I've heard a few things, like obviously they're all rumors. I don't know what's true or not. Mm. This is all just, you know, we're all just sort of guessing. Yep. Um, but I've heard that, you know, he's gone over to test a NASCAR and he can't get out of it and he's going to go test a NASCAR on that first that first week of of, of yeah, the there was some there was some reports that a, a team a NASCAR team has come out and said if you if you you're here to test the car you come on this weekend that's when we're testing that's the same weekend as mm. as obviously the um the Bathurst five hundred so that would be probably the 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 biggest scenario the other scenario is they've just had a contract dispute and he's gone well fuck this I'm sitting out of the first round as a that's pretty big as a fuck you to the team either way so, that's pretty big yeah and not what the sport needs. No, no. And look, I mean, there's a multiple factors of of supercars and why it's the, the popularity has, has lessened over the last few years. And hopefully we're going to have a few V8 drivers on mm. in the next next few months. Um, not that they want to sit here and talk about that, but it's it's always good to see their inside of, of the sport. It still is. Like, it, it, it's weird though, because I think Gold Coast and Bathurst last year had massive numbers Huge. in attendance. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's still something there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Scotty Pye came out, and I'm going to paraphrase this, and I'm probably going to butcher it as well, but uh, I saw him on Instagram make a post talking about the Brody Kostecki situation and more, sorry, more just the V8s in general. Yep. Um, he says, well, the sport is, you know, slowing up. It's, it's lost its popularity because they're not letting, the, allowing the drivers to show personality. You know, they he says they need a, a, a docuseries to show personality. They, 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 they need to... Fans need to latch on to a, a, a persona, whether yeah. that be, you know, David Reynolds or Scotty Pye or Brody Kostecki, but they need to almost release the shackles a bit yeah. and let them be themselves to then allow them to market themselves. You see so many other sports do it. We just spoke about Valentino Rossi. Yeah. You look at how Lando Norris is and why people love him. Lewis Hamilton, rah, rah. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. Where the sport doesn't have that. And I thought that was a really good point by him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you looked at Ambrose back in the day, yeah. and and Scaife to a certain extent. Yeah. Brock, Brock was um, the biggest one. Yeah. Arm out the a thing, and you know, yeah. waving to the fans, having that that personality. Yeah, now, call it, what was his name? Stephen Richards calling Bathurst all pack of arsehole <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, maybe not to that extent, but you know. <laughs> but those, I mean, they're even the racing now. You 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 go up the inside and you touch someone. It's a drive through penalty yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. And people yeah. don't want to see that. Yeah. Um. So that level of the sport is um. Is change and the free to air as well. Free to air is the other thing. Is these you know seven year old diggers want to sit down and watch the sport on Sunday? They don't fucking know what KO is. They don't mm. have Foxtel. They can't afford Foxtel. They would. They got their TV. They got their VB stubbies in the cool. They just want to watch a race and yeah. they can't. So, yeah. and that stems down from you know. Then his son doesn't watch it. Then the kids don't watch it. And then that's just a yeah. You know that's yeah. a revolving thing. And so, it's like not the cool thing to do yeah. where it's cool to watch Formula One. I've seen whatever. Same thing at cricket. I mean, one day cricket there was the popularity of that is just falling because no yeah. one, there's no advertising for it anymore. Yeah. I remember back in the day, we had one day cricket on Channel 9. It was like an event. It was massive. Richie Benno, Tony Gregg, and yeah. like it was massive. You sat down all Sunday and watched yeah. it. They had fucking 10,000 people at the MCG the other yeah, day. Yeah, I know. So sports change and they've yeah. got to move with the change. Formula yeah. 1's moving with the change. Yeah. Motor GP to a certain extent. I mean, there's still a bit of a push there. Um, tennis, I mean... Um, Golf. Golf, massive, yeah. live. Like, yeah. you've got to move with the times. Yeah. You can't just stay the same. And that's it's where... all about the personality now. You can't, about... you can't rest on your laurels on just a product. No, because yeah, people have so much choice now. On a yeah. Sunday, you've got 14,000 things to watch. Or do. Or do, 100%. Now you, now you sit down, you can watch that, 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 that. Oh, I want to watch that because I've been watching a series on that. I'm really interested yeah. in that. I've been watching the NASCAR series at the moment um, on Netflix. Yeah. They're going to drive to survive. Oh, style. I did see that. And um, man, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the NASCAR. You know, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so interesting knowing what how, and someone explained to me, like, right, that, left. Well, no, that NASCAR, <laughs> um, that champion, how they decide the championship is fucking wild. <laughs> okay, like they've got like elimination races and all I don't sorts get of shit. Any of it, but, man? But, it me, make any but sense. me either. We don't. I don't want to watch it because we don't get it. Yeah. yeah? But you watch the series like that, you go, okay, I understand. They start with 16 drivers and they go down to 12 and they go down to eight and then they have a final shootout. So, I mean, oh, I'd be fucking filthy if I won all the races of the year was like that big on points yeah. and then I lost the championship to some young kid who won four races in a row. Yeah. It's just how it is, how they do it. And it's probably viewership and you know how the States do it. It's all about... Oh, uh, man. I tried watching the... um. 
the NFL the other day, like the playoffs, whatever it is. Yeah. I used to watch it when I was a bit younger. Yeah. I couldn't get through it because every like 30 seconds, they're going to cut to a commercial yeah, break. And there's like, like a, there's like four minutes of ads and then they play one play. It's like, oh, I'm going to cut to it. It's just too commercial. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. And it's still got a good product. Like I still like Bathurst. I mean, we sat there for a few hours, Bathurst thinking, fuck, there's not much going on, but mm. It's still a product. It's, it's still just, cool yeah, cars. It is. They've it still is. got the cool tracks. Um, so they've still got the recipe. They just need to. Well, I don't know about the, the cars. I don't know about the cars. I don't know about the cars. Yeah, Not it's relatable. But, but what do you do? I, that's that's one thing I really what do you don't do, know man? how you like, fix. You, you can. Well, you know what? Yeah, you, you can fix that because you can't buy a Formula One car either. People still watch that. Yeah, I know. But people you, can't buy a Ferrari. But you turn it into a, a GT racing category and it's there's already that around you know like but, but, what do you do a stock car no, what i'm saying is is you can still leave it on how it is yeah because you people can't buy a gt sure, yeah, or a yeah. formula one car yeah. so yeah it's obviously maybe more personality driven mm. you know you gotta remember the best selling car in the world at the moment is a tesla model y yeah. like that's the way the world is like yeah. it's just changed mm. we talk about formula e as well yeah you got some big thoughts on that well i just yeah, I was having this discussion with my old man over the weekend and um, he, uh, if he had the cash and owned the track, he'd love to get see Formula E come to Australia. Mm. And uh, I think the level of getting that down to Phillip Island would be, would be cool, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, seeing those cars and the EV market being so big in Australia now, I see, I really think that could be a possibility going to the future. That'd be interesting on how that would work. If, just say they did that, how many fans would turn up? I think they'd get a good outing. Yeah, I really all the would. Drive to survive fans. I hundred percent because I think fast cars around Phillip Island is always interesting. You don't see the the supercars go there yeah, anymore. Don't see really anyone? I mean, you've never seen a Formula One car go around there. Um, they're they're quick cars. They're obviously don't make the noise, but the racing's quite good. Mm. So that could be something in the future that could be uh, could be could be interesting. Do they do? They don't do Formula. Is that got any association of Formula One, or is that a totally yeah, different all, thing? It's all FIA. It's, it's all yeah, FIA. Yeah. Yep. Do they do they do a Formula E, Formula One same same weekend? No, same track. No, they don't. No, no I didn't think so. No, the the tracks are slightly different. You've got also like EV charging passing zones, so you yeah. go to the left of the track yeah. to get like a boost and all sorts of stuff. They had fan. You can vote who's you know who's i'm telling f- you that's the future formula one though yeah. formula e i can easily see is the future of formula one but there's also a formula e drive to survive style of okay. of, of um a program out as well and um my old man's been watching that and he he, he was he, he thought it was pretty cool coming from a petrol head background so from, Kil- from, from kilmore kilmore yeah i don't think any teslas have gone through kilmore you'd be surprised man <laughs> bloody hell you'd be surprised everyone's buying electric cars these days yeah it's true and remember when we all got the Wollongong and we were filling up my car and we looked at the charging set, they were full. full but imagine if you had to then wait for someone for half an hour and um, then, and then, and then this is going, we're going to get, we're going to talk about this in another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's EV, our Republica. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, um, the car market's an interesting one. So, but yeah, going back to VH, you just got to adapt with the times and, and they need to do that. Yeah. Like a stand. A stand's owned by a stand is owned by Channel Nine. Yeah. Do a V8 Supercar series. Yeah. I don't I reckon they're just scared of throwing the money at it. But obviously the the drivers want to do it. Yeah. hundred percent. They, they want the change. Yeah, because it, it builds their cloud as well. Yeah. Correct. I don't know. That's that's yeah, I've got nothing else to say on mm, it. Yeah. If if anyone if anyone listening works in V8s knows anything about V8s would love to have a driver or someone in the team on or someone just yeah. not not to criticize but we'd just like to know what's going on yeah yeah I think hopefully over the next couple of weeks we'll have that that person or per- persons coming on hopefully um yeah but reach out to us if you want to have a chat yeah bloody oath um look last on the agenda is just a quick one uh motocross supercross I should say mm. super super good season realistically coming up while we're here um, yeah tight championship jet lawrence heaps couple good muddy races um i think we've got chase sexton a point ahead of a jet in the title um it's just it's just a good close season yeah you know i thought i thought jet was just going to run away with it he's been unlucky to a certain extent with the weather obviously he's not the best uh wet 
rider, you'd say. Yeah. Uh, and I had, is it been two wet races? Two wet races yeah. in a row. So he's just a clean, he's a, yeah. really. He's Clean, one smooth, smooth as butter. Yeah, he did. He did better in the second, the second time. I think he got fourth or fifth or something like that. Yeah. Um, Jorge Prado racing from MXGP. He raced I think the first three rounds. Did really good in one of the mud races, typical Euros. They always do good well yeah. in the mud. Um, but well done to him for moving over. But yeah, if anyone's um looking to get into Supercross or follow another Aussie, like we always harp on about him. Yeah. Hunter and Jet, very cool. So it's yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one to watch anyway. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, just, cool. Just yeah. excited for uh, Sepang Test now. Yeah, we've got a um, we've got a special guest next week, which we'll unveil later in the week. We've got a new sponsor coming on board as well, which we're super stoked about. So yeah. that'll all be unveiled in the uh, the upcoming episode next week. So be sure to tune in. That's all right. Uh, and we've got some. Merch, yeah. new merch dropping soon. So that will be by the time this this is out, it'll be it'll already be out. Yeah. So head to motorsportrepublica.com.au. Yeah. And you'll see all our new tees. We've got we've got um uh Verstappen. Yeah. Ricardo. Ricardo. Jet and Hunter Lawrence T. Yeah. Uh Leclerc. Yeah. And a Mark Marquez one. So uh size is small to three XL. And we've also got the Leclerc and a um Ladies, yeah, we have first women's tea, yeah. so I'm like super stoked about that. We have a lot of female listeners, a lot of females buying our air fresheners and yep. want to keep their car smelling mint, so yeah, so yeah, super stoked. Yeah, so hop on, have a look. Um, all the support obviously means a lot to us as well, 100%. Yeah, all the support, we love it, we love you guys, and we're so excited for 2024. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, awesome. Peace out, thanks, man. Cheers, yeah, bye.